Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special Kegs and Eggs edition of Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. This is Mark. And I'm Justin. You know, normally we record a little later in the evening on maybe a Friday night or a Saturday night when we all have some time, but today we're recording a nice and bright and early, so after some bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches, we are ready to drink beer, and I'm excited about that. Eight o'clock drinking and still drinking, so. Well, I mean, it's almost nine, so. That's true. And, and we uh, ate breakfast, so it's it's cool. Yeah, exactly. And as the old adage says, you can't drink all day unless you start first thing in the morning. So <laughs> makes me happy to get going here. And we have another uh, another little road trip as we're starting to expand a little more outside of the Long Island area. Um, my wife is originally from Albany, um, Colony area more specifically, but... She brought back a couple beers for me, and I want to share them with you guys from the Browns Brewing Company. It's a fantastic brewery that I went to a couple times when we've been up there visiting her family, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Um, a little background on Browns. Uh, they were established in 1993. Um, they're in Troy. It's not really Albany. It's kind of like a little bit outside of Albany, almost like what like Queens would be to Albany, I guess. I don't know. You mean Queens to Long Island? No, like what Queens would be to Manhattan, Manhattan. Oh, Troy gotcha. is to Albany. Gotcha. You know, it's sometimes not always the nicest area, but like it's up and coming a little bit and it kind of rolls over a little more. So kind of like we were talking about in the, in the, uh, with Riverhead, how, uh, potentially the, the craft beer scene maybe lift them up a little bit. Exactly. Because, um, you know, they started in 1993, um, by with, uh, Gary and Kelly Brown and they started off as the Brown and Moran Brewing Company. But uh, they switched the name around a couple times. At one point, they were the Troy Brewery, Troy Brewing Company, and Pub, and a couple of their names. And they've constantly been expanding. But they're on uh, this area called River Street, which is, like in every town, right on the river, which it's on the Hudson River. And it was an old shipping neighborhood. So there's those big warehouses that breweries love to operate in. And they've been increasing their production. They've moved ac- they moved across to the – now, this is going to be one of those words I'm going to butcher here – the Wallamoosac River? I you would think, I can't help you on that one. You would think Long Island-born, like I would be able to say Native American names better, but i just not. All I heard was Moosac. <laughs> well, you know, they, um, they have a second tap room out in Hoosick Falls, which is another neighborhood there, and, it's an, and that's where they have a bigger production facility and um, another tap room that's fully functional. They have a whole, like, wedding venue that they operate right next to their brewery also. That's nice. amazing. Which is really cool. And it's a really gorgeous room that they have, like their main building. It's a split-level room, huge bar. They keep something like 15 different beers on tap of theirs at, at almost all times. And they have recently increased their production into almost 20,000 barrels of, uh, of beer. And doing some mathematizing a little bit earlier, figured that out to be 620 thousand gallons or 0.93 olympic size swimming pools <laughs> almost there almost at that olympic size swimming pool because that's something that i would definitely brag about it be like we'd brew enough beer to fill an olympic size swimming pool every year that's pretty pretty amazing that's a lot of that's a lot of beer for especially for uh you know a smallish area and that's 6.6 million bottles if you were wondering ah. just, just in case 6.6 million bottles but um they've been they are a really big local hotspot there everybody knows where it is it's always a crowded place. People meet there all the time. And they've won a couple of awards 
in 2008, they were awarded Best Brewery of the Hudson Valley. And two of their beers have won World Beer Cup, um, World Beer Cup medals. medals. Uh, one of them is the Oatmeal Stout, is a gold medal winner. And their Whiskey Porter was a silver medal winner. So these guys are producing really good beer. And I'm super excited because I've had the Oatmeal Stout. And this is one of the ones that, we brought, that uh, Rachel brought back for us. The first one that we're going to go with today is their Cream Ale. And their Cream Ale is a 5.25 ABV beer. So it's not super heavy. It's right there in your average beer wheelhouse. And it's got 25 IBUs. And they use Cascade hops as the primary hop. So, um, you know, Mark's been pouring it out here. And we're in our regular glasses. And we've been on kind of a kick of cream ales recently, I feel like. Yeah, last, I think we've had, uh, you know, recently roughly three episodes where we've had cream ales. Yeah. Um, So to see it as a different, again, I, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, I'm guess I'm starting to like them a little bit more than these things. So, you know, let's try them out. It smells got that little bit of hop to it. Um, you know, cause when we were recently recording, I think I commented that I could, you know, I didn't like sit again. I didn't like Simcoe hops and I smelt that if this is just the cascade hops, I think I can almost smell the difference between the two. If that's just, the yeah, I one. can notice the difference now that, uh, between this the Simcoe and the Cascade variety, yeah. I believe I might be wrong, but I believe Simcoe might be a daughter of Cascade, and maybe that's why I was confusing the aromas. That, that's definitely the Simcoe is a little pinier and a little sharper. Yes, this one is a little bit more floral to it. It's got a that usual, you know, golden straw color, nice and clear. And there's some nice effervescence coming up through this beer. Like I see some nice, you know, streaming bubbles coming up. Yeah, it has a, has a nice carbonation. The, as far as taste go, this is again. I smelled it, and I was kind of like, "Oh, this one doesn't smell nearly." You know, I didn't get as much of a hop smell. Right. But it's a um, definitely a, a more bitter beer from the other cream ales we've tried. For me, and that's it goes to you know show you you can't always go by the IBU count because the IBU count was 25 on this, right? Yeah, uh, which isn't very high. You know, I mean. We, we start to sit there. I mean, I mean, if you look at some of the other ones, like when it's 10 or nothing, but then you start getting up there with some IPAs that are like 90 something, you know? So to say that 25 isn't that is, is high is, is a little, I think, skewed on our scale. Yeah. It, you know, the other one, one of the other ones we had was a, a 40 and it was at least to my palate, not nearly as bitter as this one. Yeah. Think I'm surprised you feel that way, in all honesty, because the uh, the 40 IBU one definitely was a harsher bitterness for me. You know, I'm taking a sip of this one. And this one is, I probably have a little bit more of the cream kind of feel to it than, I, than I've gotten in some of the other ones. I don't know. I like the mouthfeel on this one a lot. It's a really smooth mouthfeel. Yeah, feel it does it. have a much fuller uh, body than yeah. some of the other cream ales we've had. Yeah, some of the other ones we've had really tasted very thin. This one, it doesn't feel heavy, but it has a full feel to the, feel, feel to the sip, and I really like it. 
Yeah, I mean, the bitterness for me is a little bit of a turnoff, and I, I do wonder why this one tastes more bitter than the other the other one to me. I don't know if it was maybe something I had eaten earlier in the day had altered my palate. I'm, I can't really think about it, but it um, it's not uh, it's not as pleasant uh, as the um, Inca was from uh, St. Benjamin. Yeah. Now, in our um, Long Ireland uh, podcast, we about the only bad thing we had to say about Long Island is that their website is terrible. And as bad as Long Island's website is, I have to say that the Browns website is that good. It is fantastic. They are super informative. They share all the information about their beers. They have all the hops, the whole grain bill. You know, they give you all the information. They show you every logo of all the beers that they brew. And they bring almost 25 different styles out every year. Wow. So they are varied. They really provide a wide variety of beers out there. And... You know, this one, I noticed that it has flaked maize in there. And I was a little surprised on that. I said, you know, I don't always think of um, flaked maize as something that goes into the grain bill. But, Mark, when I mentioned that to you, you said that maize is kind of a common thing to go in cream ales? Yeah. So, again, as I've rambled about previously, cream ale is a uh, reaction to German-style adjunct lager. So the grain bill between them is very similar in that... It contains either uh, rice or corn in some fashion to provide some of the fermentables, which dries out the beer while increasing the alcohol content. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, we went through that pretty quick. And, yeah, I know Rachel was saying, save me a sip of that, but that wasn't really going to happen on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, My bad. I didn't retain any as I was pouring. It's okay because she brought um, brought back a mix of six, so there's another one of these in each one of these beers at home, so she can't oh, okay. really complain. Um, so next we're going to be pouring out the Cherry Raz, which is what kind? I missed the... Do we want to uh, do the ratings on yes. that one? Yes. Well, Ma- well, Mark's pouring out the Cherry Raz. Let's give the rating. So, Ma- Justin, let's uh, give it a go. What did you think of the cream ale from uh, Brown's? The cream ale from Browns wasn't one of my favorites. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a tasting, and it's, it's I kind of want to gear more towards a pint, but um, I I don't know that I would um, want to order a full one. I think the tasting that I had gave me what I was looking for. Okay, I mean that's understandable, and I think we've kind of seen seen that with some of the other beers. I'm gonna go with a pint and and say that that's you know a good drink a good drink of beer. It's one of the ones I've one of the cream ales that I've liked more in the past couple weeks that we've tried and definitely be a great beer to start the the flight with yeah i'm also with you kevin it's a pint for me uh i could enjoy a pint but after that pint i'm gonna want something else variety wise yeah and these guys have a great variety they really do bring out a wide variety of beers like i said the 25 different styles so the second one that we're going with here is the cherry raz which just says it's an ale brewed with buckets of cherries and raspberries that they throw in there. Um, <laughs> I just picture them kind of like overhand tossing a bucket full of stuff into one of the big mash tons. You know, I'm fairly certain that that's exactly what they do. But um, it's a brown ale. It, not a brown, maybe an amber. Yeah, I'm not sure if the color is from the malts or if that's coming from the fruit. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably, I think there's, a, maybe it's just a, you know my brain but it looks like it's got a little bit of an amber kind of tinge to it maybe a little reddish in there not quite a red ale but 
it's got a little red hue. Yeah, it looks um, it looks extremely tasty, and the, the aroma is amazing. You definitely get the cherries and the aroma. Oh, oh, that smells. I good. I pick up the raspberries and the aroma more than the cherry. Yeah, I'm getting the raspberry. It smells like raspberry preserves almost. You know, as I take that first sip, it. I'm a big fan. This is uh, the it, I have people all the time tell me they don't like fruity quote unquote fruity beers. Yeah, I think this is what they're looking for. Because the fruit is not overpowering. Yeah, it still it's very tastes subtle. like a beer. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you smell the raspberries, but you taste the cherries. Right. Yeah. Like, the, the first the first taste that I get is the cherry, but the nose is 100% the raspberry. So it's really kind of cool that it, it almost plays a little trick on you as you're drinking it. But it's the beer itself is smooth. It's a very, really even beer. It doesn't seem to have... Um, doesn't seem to throw any curves at you, but it's definitely really well done in what it's doing. It's it, this is solid beer, and I also like how um, I love the the mouthfeel of it. It's a little bit, um, I say, thicker than you would expect in viscosity. It kind of silky. sits a little. Yeah, exactly. Silky That's is the word I'm looking for here. But yeah, this is tasty. Um, you know, the second one that I'm getting is that um, is that it's a little you know it's got that silkiness to it. It's not. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it doesn't have a bite to it. You know, it doesn't, it's not a sour, you know, it doesn't do that, it's not, but it definitely has a little bit of the tang that comes with it. Yeah. So and I like that. that. I, the little bit on the end there, I think is from the raspberries. Yeah. The, the, the little tartness from the raspberries that is nice. It kind of provides a little bit different flavor to it and not just let it be sweet and then mellow out, but it cleans it a little bit at the end there. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the more interesting fruited beers that I've had. Um, if we're gonna move on to ratings, I would probably give this one a, uh, a solid bomber. I think two of these would be would be a great way to uh, to start any occasion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's definitely a bomber for me. A couple of glasses of this, and I'm happy. I I'm gonna go a little bit. It's I completely understand the bomber level. I'm gonna go with a pint again, just because. It is a little sweet, and it, the kind of sweetness to it, I feel like, might kind of it might kind of fry out the palate a little bit. By the end of the second one, I think it might get me to the point where I'm like, you know what, I can't really taste anything else, so I don't necessarily want to go with it. No, that makes sense. And if you're, I think, if you're a dessert person, then you're going to want more of this beer. Yeah. And if you're not, then I can I can understand that level. I know you're you're not a, a, a sweet dessert guy. Yeah, I usually like the uh the savory dessert, you know. Anything with any kind of cake that's made with like almond paste or something, I love, you know, cuz that kind of gives you a little bit of sweetness, but, you know, the flavor of nuts is amazing. Oh, well, I'm going to isolate that and make it my ringtone for when you call me now. <laughs> the, the flavor, flavor of, of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I that'd be great. I would uh, I would really appreciate that. I you know, you're going to get random like phone calls from me now just like whenever you're in a meeting right <laughs> the flavor of nuts is great <laughs> all right touche all right what do we what do we have next i think uh, you guys heard mark opening our next uh the next last entry. one is their gold medal uh winning oatmeal stout oh yeah and look at that they got it the gold medal right there on the label that's that's good marketing listen if i won a world beard cup gold medal i think they won this in 2004 or so I 100% would put it on my label. I might get a like tattoo on my, on my body. Exactly. <laughs> Not on my forehead, but just, you know, maybe on my right nipple or something. 
just wear it around your neck all the time. Yep. If I won an Olympic medal, I would never take that thing off. Ever. Ever. It would be attached to me. But the oatmeal stout, it's nice, really dark color, opaque. You can't see through it. Little bit of foam, thin head on the top. It's very viscous. Yes. And it really leaves that layer of bubbles behind that lacing on the side of the glass there. The nose, it's not super aromatic. It, no, it's not. I get the barest tint of coffee on the nose. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's actually surprising. You think of oatmeal stouts as usually a big flavor beer and a big nose flavor. Big nose, but not really in that sense. Oh, flavor-wise, though, it definitely delivers. The, uh, the coffee hits smooth, you pretty yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, it's smooth. It's got that coffee flavor to it. Um, it doesn't sit around on the palate. It finishes the taste. It finishes clean. You know, there's no yeah, leftover that's, flavor. that's probably why they won the gold medal with this one, to be honest, because a lot of oatmeal stouts that you taste, they, uh, you know, a very astringent sort of coffee note at the end and this is super smooth it doesn't have that sort of sharpness yeah it's not um it's not starbucks coffee it's not burnt out it's not it's not fried <laughs> no, it's not even close it's a really good cup of coffee that you sit there and go like wow this is this is perfect this is what it's supposed to be i don't know a brand to analogize you know analogize that to but it's just a really good smooth coffee flavor yeah i don't i don't even like coffee and I tend to love coffee in, in beer. So it's definitely one of those things that tells you when, you know, you're going to eat a meal or you're going to drink something. Just because you don't like one of the ingredients doesn't right. mean that it's not it doesn't pair so well with something else that it's amazing. Yeah. This beer, I've drank a lot of, you know, every time that Rachel would go and visit her family while we were dating, I would always say, like, bring me back a growler of this. Bring me back a six-pack of this. Yeah, well, the, this is... Uh... Browns is the uh, flip top growler that you have, right? Yeah, I, and I'll make sure I get a picture of that because it's a really cool growler. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little envious of that one. You know, it's got the, uh, it's definitely kind of that old timey growler that you could see somebody carrying down to the, you know, the corner bar, and getting that and bringing that home with them. You know, and, you know, maybe on Friday afternoon on their way home from work after they got paid. You know, but it's it's a really cool growler, and I really like it. It hangs up in my, it's a uh, always on display in my house. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I haven't actually seen it, so I'm looking forward to, to checking that out. I don't even really understand how a flip top growler works. Yeah, it's it's got a big, heavy. It's just you know, ceramic you know the flip top top bottles that I have. Oh yeah, it's just a larger version of that. Really, that's yeah. really cool. But it, it's very cool. It's very cool looking, and it's worth paying the extra couple bucks for it at the brewery. And I, I, it's one of my. It's one of the things that I actually really like as far as decor in my in my home. The rest is, the rest is still a work in progress. It's, it's the one thing that Rachel allows you to put out. No, actually, she's really awesome with it because I got to say, there's a ton of glassware that I've collected from all over the place out in our "quote unquote" china cabinet. Oh, that's cool. You know, um, next time you guys come by, we'll, I think I think we filled it up for the housewarming party, but yeah, know, I didn't spend much time in. We, the house we were for we that. were kind of hiding outside. We were outside because it was a little crowded. The ladies I, were outside. I, I was also just sitting there eating that corn dip, and I was right next to the thing, but I was mesmerized by the corn dip. Yeah, but when I was inside, my focus was also on the corn dip. Dude, that corn dip is completely worth it. And I'll see if uh, Rachel has the recipe handy. Maybe we can link that in there because that corn dip's awesome. <laughs> it's I think it's worth putting it. No, definitely. Certainly. No doubt. So um, let's go with a rating of this. And for me, the oatmeal stout is a keg. This is one, I think it's such a good beer that I can cook with it. I can drink it all the time. 
it's not so heavy that I can't drink it in the warm weather. I can have this on tap nearby me at all times and be super happy about so you it. You just put this up there with Leaf Pile. I did, and it is one of my top like five beers that I've ever had. I really enjoy this beer. That's amazing. And I don't know if we said or are ready or not, but it's 5.25% ABV. Yeah, and only uh, 20, 20 IBUs. They use some Willamette hops in there um, you know, just to balance it out a little bit. But so, no, I didn't mention that stuff. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. The um, the IBUs uh, gives me a question for Mark. So the cream ale was 25 IBUs, and I found that like unpleasantly bitter. The 20 IBUs in this isn't that far off. It's now is it, it's the style right that makes the difference because there's an additional uh, malt in here. Is that what's going to balance that out more? Yeah. For me? So so the cream ale is all pale colored malts, like you know that you know. It's hard to make a beer paler than the cream ale that we had. Well, whereas with this uh, oatmeal stout, you've got a lot of darker grains in there, and there's probably some caramel malt in here as well. And with the darker grains, there's going to be more unfermentable sugars, so you're going to have residual sweetness in the beer that wasn't there with the cream ale. So between that and then the more complex flavors of the darker grains are going to help balance out that bitterness so that you're right the 20 ibus doesn't seem as noticeable as the 25 in the cream ale that makes a lot of sense and you know speaks again to, to learning about the different styles and not not just going by the numbers yeah so the cream ale as you um as you look at it they have the they use the two row brewer's barley and the flake maize malts which are super light but then when you go back to the, some of the other beers that they have. Let me scroll back real quick here, um, because as much as the, as much as they give you all the information, it's all on one giant long page. Yes, um, <laughs> scroll forever. So the oatmeal stout um, uses two row pale, a black malt, a chocolate malt, flaked rolled oats, and caramel malt. So you can just hear all the different colors and the level of them that are going to provide a lot more flavor to it. Plus, there's, there's three malts being added to two different uh, grains, so it's the ratio gets. Um, much more in favor of sweetness yeah so the the dark the roasted barley is going to give you those coffee notes it's going to give you that dark color the caramel malt is going to add to the color as well but it's really mostly contributing unfermentable sugars that give you that little bit of residual sweetness and the oats are basically just there to add body which is why this is so viscous and uh you know full in the mouth feel yeah, that's that protein again that we were ta- that we've talked about in the past. The protein that really thickens up the body of the beer. Correct. Um, you know, I I realized as I'm looking over my notes that we probably uh, skipped over it with the cherry raz also, but that the cherry raz is at a, a 6.5 percent ABV. So, it, the fruit I'm guessing the extra sugar from the the fruit that they're dumping in there is helping to jack up the uh, the ABV a little bit. Possibly. Um, but they use the that was 15 IBUs. That's the international bittering unit. Just a reminder and. Uh, they use the Mount Hood hops in that one. So now, if I'm correct, like Cascade, Mount Hood, and Willamette, that's all American hops, right? Correct. Look at that. Learn, learning some hop knowledge Look there. Look at the big brains on Brad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, that, uh, being able to finally start to differentiate that is, uh, I, is I'm, I'm happy about myself. I'm a little proud of the, pat myself on the back for that one. Ooh, and I got a pet for Mark. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of fun. So, um, Bring it back around again. Uh, I'm also going to go for a keg on this oatmeal stout. This would be a great thing to have on demand all the time. 
I'm going to uh, break the chain and go Growler. I do love it. I just don't love it enough to uh, have it around for weeks on end. That's that's completely understandable. I know you li- you tend to like a little bit brighter flavor. You know, you, you want things that pop Justin a little bit. Justin is nodding again. Yes. You yeah. can, they can hear the nod, I've been told. The, the rocks. The they rocks contacted us at uh, beertasticvoyage at gmail.com and told me they can hear the nod. <laughs> oh, they contacted you because yeah. I haven't seen those. But okay. I'm, I'm excited. So, um, you know, maybe I should start to, you know, pull the old uh, Jewish grandmother guilt out and say, you know, what's the matter, you listeners? You can't love us anymore. You can't find a few minutes to send us an email <laughs> and let us know what you think. <laughs> you know, uh, but for uh, all jokes aside, we really would love to hear from you guys. So uh, give us a shout. Let us know what's going on. You can hit us up on all the shows from media. You can uh, send, send us an email. email. We're always a fan to hear from you, and we'd love to be able to, um, you know, to share your thoughts on the air with us. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, hearing from people would definitely give us uh, so at least some uh, validity to that. You know, we're not just kind of yelling into the wind. Yeah. So, shouting into the void is my preferred uh, analogy. That That's was way one, more way more eloquent than than, sh- than yelling into the wind. But I will say this: um, we haven't re- I haven't seen a lot of activity on the Twitter and the Facebook that um, the other bre- when we review a brewery, the other brewery, the brewery that we're reviewing is always you know happy to see that we're doing it and sharing around and as i've been going to the different locations around the island um been getting a lot of positive feedback about just the idea of doing this project yeah i mean i i haven't gone to uh, mentioned it to any of the breweries that i've been at i've only i've only actually visited a couple mark actually picked up mine and i i paid him back but yeah, um well the people i talked to are all like wow that's really interesting you know podcast about beer and uh, two of my coworkers actually asked me about it and um they're both really you know interested to uh, take a listen so hopefully i hear from them and uh, I want to give a, a shout out on this episode to um, the guy at Trader Joe's that helped me out the other day um, when I picked up the brewery um, passion fruit uh, beer that we got. We didn't drink it. It's kind of chilling in Mark's fridge that we yeah, may have to. That, that might that, be a post show. Exactly. Uh, beverage. But uh guy's name is Holden. He's at the uh, Lake Grove Trader Joe's, and he was awesome. He pointed me towards a good dessert and was complimentary of the beer selections that I made. So kudos to him, gave him a shout. So hopefully he's listening and enjoy and tell your friends, buddy. All right. I believe that wraps up this episode. So thanks for joining us on this Beertastic Voyage. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers. <laughs>